podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis, Lennox, I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this I, in I seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight, I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their cloth. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Saying now, Mike, Mike. Hello, welcome to another Ringside Fracas. My name's Lewis. Uh, I'm joined by some of our usuals. We've got Dr. Lee in the house. How you doing, Dr. Lee? Um, sweating, sweating, but I'm all good, man. I'm all hey, good. listen, you're. I, I'm loving the commitment to the calls, man. I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you tra- you him for a fight as well? Yeah, I'm supposed to be, but... <clears throat> I'm, actually, the weight's going all right. I can't lie to you. The weight is going well. I'm, I'm 10 kilos down from when I started. Um, about halfway, so I've got another 10 to lose. If I get 10 to lose, I'll be lean and I'll be ready. Um, so yeah, I'm sparring sharp. What, 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 what weight are you going to be fighting at? 81. What's, what's 81? Light heavy. Yeesh, you're a big boy, ain't you? I'm a big boy, bro. I'm me, and big... You could, me and you could have, uh, me and you are the same weight category. Bro, I, when, okay, I'm going to give it to you in English. There's a saying <laughs> you can't mix potato children with <laughs> I'm not gonna say what the saying is. But it what are you trying to say, me and you? We couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't be matched together now. We couldn't mix it, bro. I'm very let you know he's not what he would work you. <laughs> uh, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, obviously, we got Samson in the building. How you doing, man? Yeah, all good, man. Happy to be back. Yep, good to have you back. And we got Naeem as well. The uh, the the. the the, the brains behind the podcast, Naeem. <laughs> hey, Naeem is secretly uh, Spencer Ferron. Yeah, just <laughs> a little less waffling. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and without the, uh, without the, oh yeah, you know, uh, I went to breakfast with this guy. Oh yeah, I was on the phone to that guy. You know, <laughs> no name dropping, no name dropping. Yeah, no, hey, no, don't, don't turn on us like that when we get big, yeah? Hey, I love, hey, let me actually put this I love Spencer Fion by the way and I think that Sky should you, to have him to replace Eddie because I think he's the only person who could do it but we'll get so, into that later Ed, what, Spencer Fion doing Eddie 100% and I'll tell you why later no, I want to hear now Okay, right, no, no, no. We'll do it. In the, we'll do it in the Eddie segment. We'll do it. In the Eddie right, segment. Right, cool, cool, cool. Obviously, we've got a lot to um, we've got a lot to talk about today. It's been a very, very busy week and uh, uh, a very busy weekend as well. So we'll start with um, we'll start with the Conor Ben fight. That was the fight that actually you know did actually uh happen and uh, go 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 the distance because um, you know uh, we did our prediction league, uh, our usual prediction league, which we do amongst the ringside group chat. And I, w- I want to say the general consensus was Ben stoppage. Um, Samps, I know you went UD. Uh, yeah. Naeem, what did you do? Yeah, I went UD. I you went UD as well. Leroy, what did you do? What, who? Connor Ben, UD, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm by myself here. Well, because I three boxing connoisseurs, one casual. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, excuse me. Um, who is top of the boxing league, by the way? Ah, uh, it's luck, man. Ah, uh, oh, that was luck. Oh, okay. I think you've got the numbers. I can't lie. Okay. To you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Yes, I get how, it but... how far are we behind you, anyway? 
Because I, I, I'm convinced I've caught you by now. Nah, nah. Nah. Bro, nah I don't drop points. Know. This is the first time I've dropped points. Why did you become the update at the table? Ah, oh, <laughs> see, no one, see, yeah, no one checks this stuff. No one actually checks Lewis. Everyone just trusts the numbers are correct. Yeah, but I think if you go back, like, he's been, you know, he's been cooking Listen, the book. I put, I put how many points people get each week beside your, your thing as well. If you, Ain't nobody looking at that, man. Well, that's, that's, your, that's your problem then. You've you got to keep, you got to keep quiet because I'm top of the league. I had, a, I had an off week this week. I have to admit, I had an off week. I was, I, I kind of got sucked into the Conor Ben hype a bit. And, you know, I always get a bit confused with these fights because I never know, even though I know, even though I've seen Granados fight before and he's been in there with classy operators before, I never know how these fighters are going to come over to, to Britain, right? They could be, you know, they could be really tough and up for the fight or they could just like roll over. We've seen it happen plenty of times before. And I, um, I edged to the side of that, you know, this would be a bit of a, a, a rollover for, for Conor Ben. I thought he would stop him uh, maybe like mid, uh, I actually forgot it was a 10 rounder. I actually, you know, I thought it was a, I thought it was going to be a 12 rounder. So I was maybe swayed in that. It a rounder. It Sorry? It yeah, it got changed. Right. So I didn't, I didn't see that news that it got changed. So I went for like a mid, um, a midway stoppage. I think I went like round four, four to six. So, but you know, one thing that interested me about Ben's performance, and I think this is something that could maybe hinder his career. And let me know if you guys agree with this is I feel like he's so eager to impress that he wants to just like sit down on every punch swinging wildly. He wants to stop everyone. And I do wonder if, um, if that will hinder his career a little bit, if you're so eager to impress that you maybe you don't want to stick to a game plan or I'm not, I'm not saying he wasn't sticking to a game plan against Granados because I don't think he really needed a game plan to beat Granados. To be honest, he was basically a, a human heavy bag in there to, to take some, to take some punches. Granados didn't really show us anything really, but um, I just wonder when it, when he now steps up to, um, you know, a more, a, a, a better quality of opponent. I just wonder how, um, you know, th this style that he goes to knock everyone out. And I just wonder if maybe he'll grow frustrated if he doesn't get, a, if he doesn't get a knockout, you know, and I don't think he should play into what the fans want him to do as much. Um, obviously not, a, not a huge issue in this fight, but just going forward. Naeem, what, what was your thoughts on Conor Ben's performance? And did you, do you kind of like agree with my sentiment that I felt like he was trying too hard? Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I feel like it was like a five out of ten, not nothing better. You can see at the start he was really trying to go blitz him, try to go for the knockout. He was throwing everything, power punches, just literally power punches. But then when you realised it wasn't going on, like he just wasn't going out, he kept at it. And I feel like to be a an elite boxer, it's sort of like you you come to the realization when you can't knock someone out, you learn how to then set your shots, jab, you know. Um, pick your shots wisely rather than trying to blitz people out. I think, you know, later on, Granados actually won, like I gave him like one or two rounds at the end. So had it been a 12 round, I thought Granados would have won the last two rounds as well. So for Ben, Granados isn't that, you know, I said, like I said before, he isn't that elite level. He's like, he's there for you to beat up and look good. And he looked good at the start, but later on, he didn't look that great because like I said before, everything was just power punches and everything. And it's not good uh, fight management because you've got to learn how to manage a fight. If you can't knock someone out, how do you win the rounds then convincingly? You can't just, you know, go all out because then your gas tank goes out. You start pulling out less as the rounds go and they start coming back into the fight. So, and like you said, when he starts building his opponents up, when he starts getting to the higher levels, 
how is he going to fare? Because if he go, if he does that style against you know someone like Virgil Ortiz, Virgil Ortiz would knock him out. Hundred mm. percent would knock him out. There's, his his head movement was quite good. There was a lot of times you could see his head movement was quite good, but then as he started to lose his um, energy because he was playing so much, he was getting hit a bit, you know. But yeah, against the top guys, he needs to change his style. He needs to learn how to manage the fight more better because this way is just brawler come out let me try and knock you on like you said just try and press the crowd yeah 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 obviously a lot has been made of connor's improvement as a fighter over the last couple of years or so sams um you know a, a lot of this is based on obviously knocking vargas out in the first round and this was um i guess it did turn out to be a sterner test in the end because granados went a distance with him um do you do you see the improvements? Um, is it easier now to see the improvements Conor Ben has made or have you like maybe retracted your position on him a little bit in terms of the improvements that he has made as a fighter? Um, much of the same to me, if you. Um, I've, I've, I have given him like a lot of credit and saying he's moved up like tremendously from where he was previously in terms of the novice that entered the ring that were just swinging wildly and missing wildly and so forth. But in saying that, he is still at the level of competition he's facing, isn't it? So everyone kind of got up on, you know, their house. Like everyone got up and started raving about him because of his last win against Vargas. But as I said there and then, I was like, okay, he's blitzed the guy out that um, was essentially there to be beaten. But, you know, he's an old man by his experienced name. He's done the same thing here against a Sterner Test who actually came in to survive, essentially. So again, we have to give him credit because the old Ben would have definitely lost his shape and lost his composure and shown a lot more frustration than he did. So I want to give him credit for saying, for showing that attribute. However, where he went wrong, going back to Neen's point, is that he has one level. He literally has one tempo and that's it. He doesn't change up his, like he doesn't change up his um, variation, his punches. It's all straight bang, crash, like, you know, and trying Hold to... Up. Take a man out, like yeah. If the minute he starts trying to vary, where he throws, and I think I tweeted, if he throws in a few, if he throws in a few throwaway punches and mixes it up a bit, he can potentially catch Granados. Granados was doing that very. He's he's a, he's a man that knows how to take care of himself. Essentially, like he he kept turning his face at the last second where he takes off the edge of everything that um, Ben was throwing, which was quite easy to see. He was coming with a big right hand over the top constantly and didn't quite vary that. He's not going, and you no, know, I wanna. Like, you give him a five, I'll give him a, a seven. Just because looking at Ben's career and where he started from, where he is now, I want to give him the, the due credit. However, you're right in saying that he, he, he was fine at one tempo the whole way. But at the same time, he did show a lot of good head movement that we didn't see previously. And he did stick to the game plan. He didn't lose his shape where we've seen him do that a load of times where even though he was throwing a lot of right hands and missing or throwing a lot of left horse and missing, he still kept reserved enough to not completely lose his shape. And on top of it, I wanted to also say, I, I remember seeing him in the, by the third round saying, this guy's going to gas out the way he's, he's going. However, he did man. He, he clearly has a lot of faith in his engine because he kind of kept that tempo going the whole way through and didn't completely gas out where it looked like he needed a second win. So, mm, mm. Uh, Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, Adil, um, big up Adil for listening in uh, live. Um, he asked, do you think one of the reasons why Ben's so eager to impress is because of his dad 
almost as if he feels he needs to go above and beyond to stop that, oh, he's only around because he's Nigel's son talk. Uh, Leroy, I know you're not a huge fan of Conor yeah. Ben. I think that's, that's I'm right in saying that, right? Yeah, like, right. you haven't been as on board the Conor Ben hype train as maybe some of the others have. Mm. Um, do, do you agree with a dual statement there? And, and what's your general, like, thoughts of um, Conor's mm, uh, performance? No. I, no, I don't think that's the reason, personally. But obviously, no one's going to know the reason. But for me, what it looks like is is someone who's been brought, up, brought into his own hype and someone who's brought into the smoke blown up his ass that obviously he's been banging people out and then he's probably got people telling him, oh, he's a machine, he's a machine, you're a machine, you're a machine. He's probably feeling himself massively. So he thinks, oh, I'm going to go in and put another statement on and blow this other guy out. And I think it was actually probably a good humbling fight for him and a good experience because mm. Granado's had nothing for him. He had nothing for him, but he couldn't get him out of there. But I feel that if Conor Ben very quickly realised, look, I'm not getting him out of there in the first round and started to adopt, like, you know how Errol Spence fights? Errol Spence breaks people over six, seven rounds, then they're out of there. If he adopted that kind of style, break him down slowly, nice, solid jabs, nice, solid, pick your shots very well, slowly break him down, work the body, invest in the body, and then you'll get him out of there at seven, eight, nine. That's how we should have approached the fight. But because I felt he was swinging, 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 really trying to put him out there for well too many rounds, um, <clears throat> he didn't really have the the structure in terms of how you structurally dismantle someone, um, which a lot of the world-class operators do. So overall, it was an average performance, but I feel like that was, a, that was good matchmaking. I feel like that's a good fight. That's a fight that you want... Uh, quote-unquote prospect at that level to have, especially after he's been blowing people out. You want him to, right, humble yourself. This is, it's not going to happen like that every time. Learn how you're going to do this over the period of time because you're going to need that type of fight when you go and progress through the levels and actually fight better fighters um, because you're not going to be able to go and swing bombs and not set anything up. (laughs) Throw from fucking all sorts of distances time and time again and feel like you're going to get people out of there. Yeah, hundred percent. Militant three hundred. He says, uh, "Thanks for listening, Militant 300. Um, He says the European champ David Avenisian beats him. So um, I guess that leads to, to the next point of what next for Conor Ben. Obviously, there's like um, I think Eddie's been on record saying he wants the Amir Khan fight. There's been you know maybe talks of whoever wins out of Amir Khan and Kel Brook maybe then fights Conor Ben, but. Um, based on this performance, do you think that fight is a bit too uh, much of a step ahead for for Conor Ben, or do you think maybe he's ready for that level of opponent, or uh, um, more so? Bad matchmaking. <laughs> bad ma- when what, I heard, Amir Khan or Kel? Oh, when I was thinking David uh, Avenician is bad. Oh, right, okay. He don't need none of that at mm-hmm. all. At that point in time, I, I was thinking the names that I personally think. I can't lie to you. Um, I personally think um, Ame Khan, if Ame Khan is anywhere near serious, I, I, maybe, okay, I've got a full disclosure here. I'm a bit of an Ame Khan fan. Everyone knows that. <laughs> so everyone knows that about me. I'm getting out there now. I think if Ame Khan's anywhere near serious, Ame Khan is a very, very difficult person to win rounds from. Very difficult. When you look at his fights, he's always got spark. He's... He, how many rounds has he lost in his professional career? Really, not many. He, not many. Very, very difficult. So I feel like, and I don't feel that Conor Ben, like you, what I was saying, when you structurally break someone down to knock them out, which is what you need to do. I mean, Amir Khan, obviously you can knock him out with one punch if you're that type of way inclined, if you're that type of fighter. I'm not sure Conor Ben has that in him. However, I feel that Amir Khan's a poor fight for 
Conor Ben. And I think if Amicon's anywhere near serious, he probably beats Conor Ben, even in the state he's in now. Um, but as for Avenician, I think that's bad matchmaking in terms of they want to build the hype of Conor Ben, right? They want to make make him look like he's this world-level fighter. We don't know that yet. But uh, who is it? Um, Sammy Vargas, big name, not very, not a very game opponent. That's great matchmaking. Granados, great matchmaking. The names I've heard from Eddie Hearn, um, Virgil, no, not Virgil Ortiz, Victor Ortiz, Adrian Broner, um, it's a Guerrero, who's an ancient now. Great matchmaking. That is exactly the type of matchmaking I want to see if I'm a matchroom fighter trying to build someone's name. Put him in with fighters who've got a name who are either old and not, they're not, he's going to win 100%, but they've got a name. So he's boosting up his CV. Avenician is game. He's in his prime. He's coming to punch. He's fit as fuck. Long. That's just long. You don't really want that. If you've got any type of flaws in Conor Ben now and he's not the polished fighter, Avenician's beating him. So why would you make that fight? It doesn't make any sense to me, in my opinion, if I was his management. So, so you would like him to take like a like a Broner fight in the US or you like over here? Whatever. So I'd like him to take a Broner fight. And in the US would be great for his um to build his name. Do you think they would like him over there? Yeah. 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 He chats. Uh, bruv, doing all the uh, Rueros, whatever, all that Spanish shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm crushing him. Yeah. I just wonder if they would understand him, like if they would get him. I feel like because of the fact he's such a character, he can go over there and you have to remember America is actually the home of brashness and mm. you're allowed to be you're allowed to be confident and cocky and that stuff. They're, they're buying him. Whether they like him or um, whether they like him or hate him, his name, his profile will grow. Regardless, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like that's mm. that's they, they eat that stuff up all day long over there. And I do feel like in terms of the match rate making, Avenison absolutely forget that. Like so <laughs> far, 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 far away. You go down the matching commercial route all day long. You need to do that. Like mm. all, and throwing in Victor Ortiz and Guerrero that I heard of the back of an interview this morning. I was like, nah, you're, you're a genius. Like it's amazing. It's, it's, you're a genius. And the punish is, I, I, I want to make sure I get it right. The way he said it was, yeah, um, yeah, he wants to fight over in America next, and he wants to fight the likes of. Guerrero or Victor Ortiz because he's defended his belt five times now, his continental um, belt, and then after that he can go for Sean Poor. He can make fighting Guerrero or Victor or Victor Ortiz, any three in Brown as well, is not preparation for Sean Poor. Mm. What you're really saying is get me those guys, but I want to throw in Porter's name so it sounds like I'm serious. Mm, mm, <laughs> Perfect. Mm. St- strategic market in there, man. Strategic. Hey, I'm telling you, that is absolute. When I heard it, I was thinking, Eddie. That is absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly what I'd do if I was his manager. And mm. shout out Chris Andre because he's one of our favorite boxing analysts. Amazing. Mm. And I think yeah, definitely. Brought, and I think he's brought up a very good point there. Mm. What do you think about um, Lap's pedigree and fundamentals? Like when you watch him fight, does anyone agree? So Chris Andre said, I agree he's brought into his own hype and bypassing fundamentals. If we're going to be real, though, Nigel was a bit wild too. Maybe Connor needs to be wild and frenetic to compete as he lacks pedigree. Adil H has also said, I agree he's definitely brought into his own hype. If Khan comes in seriously, wins, but he hasn't been serious for donkey years. Look at meet the Khans. Yeah. When you look at that, though, that comment from Chris here, it to me goes two ways. You've got the fundamentals in terms of being a great boxer, but I don't feel like Ben 
is ever going to hit that point. The one thing I do want to give him credit for is that he's clearly trying. He's clearly working on trying to improve himself and so forth, considering where he's come from. However, do we think he is trying to be trying to go down the domestic route and trying to beat the European route and then get to the world titles? No, he's clearly trying to build a commercial like market for himself and get the biggest names like commercially and drive his drive his profile. So when you're doing when you're looking at it from that perspective, you can go in there and try and bang out these fighters, these old good names, and probably surpass all these guys that really have come from the grassroots up anyway. And I feel like that's the route they're going down. And they know you're a limited fighter. So rather than work on polishing you, we're going to get you these names. And then maybe later down the line where you've claimed cleaned up, like everyone's cleaned up, matching cleaned up, could have been cleaned up. Then we might throw you in one of these world title films because then it's just great cash out. Mm. Then you can go about your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, name. Um, do you, do you agree with the the, the lads' assessments on you yeah. know who should be next for for Khan? Uh, for Ben, yeah. Um, uh, for for not, Ben, sorry, yeah. He's not he's not ready for top ten. I think they they saw that in the fight, and um, he's probably he's probably ready better suited for those commercial type fights where you're making money, you're make you're getting your name out there rather than like I agree with Sam's rather than going down the harder fights because if you're serious about it he would have taken the time in building his experience building his fundamentals but really you can see he's just out there trying to make his name trying to get highlight reels and trying to be that commercial type fighter like they said so yeah i think he's like those names as adrian broner and victor ortiz and robert guerrero will, will be brilliant names for him but not top 10 even maybe top 20 i'd say he's not oh, really not Let's put it this way. Like, it's a stacked yeah. division, right? It's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's always it's, stacked. It's a division yeah. of sharks. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they need to navigate it carefully. Because if you're, you're right, he's a, he's a new age fighter where he is going to be going after the... It, I, he probably is more... Not to say he don't want to win and stuff like that, but I think they probably are grooming him to be this commercial juggernaut. So they are oh. going to try and protect him as, as much as possible, I guess. So they need to be careful. And I'm sure Eddie will be careful. Um this way, yeah. You can if this if this was still on Sky, his last fight against um, Grenados or Granados probably probably would have, would have been pay per view. Yeah, but then if you put him down the domestic route on the actual path he should be on, all those guys like European that European level are calling him out. They're not going to look at him anyway. So what, why would you basically step backwards? He doesn't really need to care about belts really, truly for it. Like belts are a great thing by all means. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to dismiss built but when you know like your limitations and where you, where you are at really and truly is the belts really does it really matter he's got a, the continental wba can't lie that's probably as far as it gets really and truly unless you've managed to get like an opening where there's a where where's there's some random crisp like charles martin of the, the world mm. holding the belt and you go snatch that up absolutely nothing it's mm. not, you're not getting nowhere near it Mm, 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 mm. uh david akin he says a uh, big up ringside big up you david akin for tuning in um adil h he says keep him far away from spencer <laughs> and crawford far far away yeah i think i agree with that sentiment anyway let's move on to the um the, the obviously the headline fight of that evening it was called what was it called uh revenge or again was that, is that or redemption redemption and revenge is that is that what it was is that what it was redemption and yeah. revenge okay yeah. cool um oh, repeat. Yeah. Yeah. was it repeat no it? no it was revenge or repeat wasn't it or 
I'm sure it was. The four rematches. <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> but it was some cheesy, corny um, yeah. headline. Obviously, it was um, much anticipated going into the fight. You know, um, it, 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 it seemed to be like a 50-50 fight based on, you know, um, what, what people thought was going to happen. Um, you know, people attributed that obviously Warrington having this huge crowd. I mean, the atmosphere looked amazing. It's great to have fans back in stadiums again. And, you know, big up Josh Warrington because the fact that he's able to pull crowds like this is insane. Like, it's... There's probably... Who who in boxing, other than AJ, Canelo, um, you know, the proper big, big, big guys can pull a crowd like that by himself? You know, we're talking what was there, like 20,000 people? Yeah. You know, De- yeah. Deontay, Deontay Wilder can't even sell out Alabama. I know. You know I mean? um, like who can? Errol Spence, word to Jude. Um, I, I, I know his um, counterpart can't, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> what do you know about that? Um, and Javonta Davis as well is another one who can do yeah. that. Um, but, but he's in a very, I mean, he's in limited company, right? With, mm. you know, and I, I guess it helps that, you know, he's from a town that really rallies behind their fighters and stuff like that. But, you know, big up him for, for doing this because he's molded a career for himself. He may not be the world's most talented fighter, but it just shows that what you can do with... And, and he's not the most commercially viable product either. I'm not. I'm actually not quite sure how he's done it. But, you know, it's, it's all about building your brand. And he's, you know, he's clearly really good at that. And to, to have that kind of crowd come out and support you... Um, is just incredible. So big up him. And, you know, we were all looking forward to the fight. The fight started in serious fashion, I thought. Like, that, I thought that was that was um, kicking off to be a really good fight, I thought. I thought both fighters were in there to, to knock each other out. And, um, you know, I, my, my general feeling as, you know, I know we only got into two rounds, was that I felt like Warrington was kind of playing into Lara's hands a little bit. And um, it was just a matter of time before Warrington would get knocked down. I felt Lara, I think Sam's me and you were talking before the pod about it. It looked like Lara was pushing Warrington back. Like some of the punches, they looked... Even the ones like, that he gloves, <laughs> but his whole body was being shifted. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, look, it's hard to analyze, uh, analyze a fight that only went on for two rounds. But... Um, is this a trilogy that we think... I mean, I want to see the third fight um, because I actually do want to see, you know, what happens um, in the rematch because I can't... You know, th- this is just void in my opinion, right? Um, do, is this a is this a trilogy that you guys want to see and do you think it's something that will happen? It has to happen. But when mm. it does happen, it's debatable. I think Warrington really wants it. Eddie, for, however, bit bit questionable. Say that again, sorry? I think Warrington really wants it. Yeah, I'm for sure. Like, he definitely seems like he's bang on it. Mm-hmm. Eddie, however, doesn't seem too keen to get that to, to happen because it, straight after the fight, it was like, yeah, the cuts can take a long time to heal. Um, we're gonna, I want Warrington to get back out quickly. Tony Bellew said something really interesting, saying um, you pay a fighter who basically got two rounds out, it's quite surprising to have a promoter want him back out straight away. Hmm. Um, says maybe Eddie's thinking, oh, this might be a way out of this situation because he wasn't really meant to fight. Lara was meant to basically be a keeper busy name and then mm-hmm. walk off and do his thing. So maybe he's seeing the exit route here and thinking, mate, run through that door. 
Yeah, it did, it did seem like that. And I also think Josh Warrington's comments after the fight as well, um, uh, he said something similar. He was like, well, my, you know, my management, my promoters are going to probably tell me to go a different route, but I want the third fight. So I, th- I definitely think he wants it. But um, Leroy, but, but, how do you see, you know, did you see anything from this fight that made you think that Warrington has a, has a chance of beating Lara? Yeah, no, I, 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 maybe I see a bit different. I know Lara's a big puncher, but I think if Warrison switched on, stays defensively responsible, um, and is just very... So, he, he, Warrington's an inside fighter, right? We all know this. And he's just got to be really, really careful because the problem is, ah, for 12 rounds, it's going to be tough, you know? I'm trying to... I'm second-guessing myself. <laughs> <laughs> when he all of these is one bang, and this mm. guy literally... I don't know what it is. The, he's got like granite hands or something like that. You could tell his punches have impact. So mm-hmm. I, I can I can see a way if Warrington's defensively responsible. I can see him winning because yeah. I do feel he's a better boxer than Lara on his day. But Lara's a tough tough fucker. So um, yeah, it's it's one of those can go either way. But I have to say, and this is um, from my medical side, like because I do some ringside stuff now and again. Thank fuck the doctor had the balls to stop that fight because I thought he wasn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. And they don't do it in a lot of situations. I've seen it in a lot of situations where they bottle it a bit. Maybe they're worried about promoters and stuff, but nah, because it's a difficult thing to do when you're in that position, all that money on the line, and you have to say, nah, I can't, I can't fight. But you've um, you got to be the villain of the you've evening. You've got to be the villain of the evening. The promoters yeah. are not going to like you. There's a risk they're not going to use you again, blah, 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 blah. blah. Well, I mean, obviously, it goes with the board in, in this kind of thing. But um, yeah, big up the doctor, because that cut should never have, yeah, he should never have carried on. Oh, crazy. Huh? Yeah. It was horrible. It was hor- yeah, horrible. Of his like eyelids, I was like, Jesus. Yeah, it was like I, literally his whole eyelid was just. I have, I have seen a madness. I have seen worse than that, and they've let it continue. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I, I, I believe you. To be fair, I believe you. I, I've seen even on TV. I've seen fights continue like that, and I thought, you know, I, I, I know it was probably just maybe heat at the moment, shit, and they probably now seen the cut fully in flesh. But I didn't really like the fact that Warrington's team was sort of like, you know, oh. trying to say. Oh, come on, man. No You're, heart. Yeah, no heart. And oh, yeah. come on, man. Get on with it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty poor form, to be honest. Because yeah. the cut, I mean, I saw it immediately on TV that, nah, this, they need to stop this fight because <laughs> that fight is, uh, that, 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 um, the clash of heads look nasty as well. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any, any blame attributed to any of the fighters for that head? He was leading with his head straight away from the, from the off year. And, and um, Lara was calling it out, but maybe four or five times, and ref just ignored it. You could have, you could have actually prevented that from happening to a degree. Mm. I guess though, when it's only two rounds in, is it, is it, is that something that maybe a trend that needs to develop over the course of the fight before the referee does, you know, take some action? No, I feel like I feel like it was part of Warrington's game plan. To honest with you, like lead with the head, it, mm. it was immediate, like. Straight off the bat, he came in straight with his head about four or five times within the, within those two rounds before the cut came through, the final cut. I was like, why is he headbutting like this? And Lara was calling out to ref and ref was just ignoring him. Mm, mm. I guess that's, you know, that that's where being the home fighter has its advantages, right? Um, yeah. Uh, Naeem, do you, I'm guessing the trilogy is something you'd like to see as well, but do, do you yeah. think it will happen? I, I would like to watch it. I mean, both fights. Uh, the first fight was, you know, a classic. I mean, these are the type of this is the type of fight you show to a casual. Even they will love mm-hmm. it. Like it's mm-hmm. just violence. But 
yeah, I, I want the trilogy to happen. I don't know if it will happen because Warrington's that guy where he didn't have his brand isn't going that well because against Galahad, not many people thought he won that fight. And then against Lara, the first time he got absolutely tortured, as I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then this fight again, um, it didn't like you know they, the fans didn't get what they wanted because obviously the cut and everything. So I think Eddie's gonna try get him a fight where he's he knows Warrington can win this, he can get his fans back and sort of that brand back. And because if he fights Lara again, I think the result will be the same. He will lose. He'll end up losing. <laughs> Who, who who do you think that fight would be against then for you know, like who who do you think Eddie would be targeting because I guess it's tough when you're when you're at Josh Warrington's level he has to fight someone elite right like you're at the you're at the top table essentially so I mean you got to fight someone competitive. There's a nasty pull right now. There's a really nasty pull to say it's a stay busy fight and pull through another Mexican who actually he comes over who accidentally knocks him out yeah maybe I don't I think they'll be avoiding. The um the Mexican fighters from now personally I think they'll they'll stick to someone English maybe. Uh, all right, cool. Let's move on. What um you know I watched the Ebony Bridges fight. Um, what did you guys think of of that fight actually? Because um I thought she lost it, but I don't know if that's my bias kicking in where you know I didn't know much about the other girl and um I just kind of expected Ebony Bridges to to win that fight pretty comprehensively, but um. When I was watching, I forgot I forgot her name. Now is it Graf Graf Grafflar or something like that? Grafflo, I can't remember her name. Apologies, but um, yeah, I, I thought I thought she did enough to win the fight, and I I thought the scorecards were heavily slanted in Ebony Bridges' it had been um, Ebony Bridges' favor, and 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 undeservedly so. Actually, did you did you guys manage to catch that fight? No, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. I'm on my own then. So, right, <laughs> fair enough. It was a good fight, to be fair. It was a good little scrap. Oh, yeah, I heard it. I heard, I heard. It, it, it was a good scrap, but Ebony Bridges, she must have a black eye every fight. I don't know if it's in her contract or something. Like, she must come out with a black eye. Um, but me personally, I thought, I thought she lost that fight. Um, but again, being the home fighter uh, on, on, you know, you're, you're a disowned fighter, I guess. No conspiracy theories, but you know, I guess you get these things in in your favour, right? Um, let's move on then. Were there, were there any other fights you guys want to talk about from that night? No, that's it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, there was a good win for... Um, oh, I'm even forgetting. Sorry? Matt, Matt, Matty something. Yeah. Something he, he, was, he was the underdog in that fight. Mm. I don't yeah. remember what his name was, but that was a good fight, actually. Yeah, it was. It was a really good fight. It was a really good fight. Um, okay, let's move on to some American issues. Um, oh, yeah, please. <laughs> right, where do we start? Uh, okay. Let's start with them cheaters. Them, them cheaters, man. Them cheaters. Man. Uh, Thanks, Maxi man. Hughes, that's it. Maxi uh, Hughes. I'm going yeah, to say off the back, yeah. I drank the last two days um, green tea. No, lemon and ginger tea. I'm hoping it has the same effects. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this is disgusting. And if anyone don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about this Oscar Valdez thing, right? Mm-hmm. So the reason, so he signed up for VADA testing. Now, VADA have a more stringent list of what is performance enhancing than WADA, W-A-D, right? So WADA, obviously, the World Anti-Doping Association. But he signed up for VADA testing. 
Maybe he got confused. No, and he's tested positive for a substance that is banned on the VADA list. Correctly so. Correctly what, so. What, what is the substance, Dr. Oh. Lee? Can you tell us any, anything about the substance and what yeah, it does? Let me, let, me, let me find it again because I need to make sure. I need to make sure exactly what, what's right. But, um, one second. But anyway, um, while, I'm, while I'm Googling, doing my Googles, I'm yeah. Out which, um, so, fenter, fen, fen, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, so that is um, a substance which basically will aid in like fat burning. It's very, it's in a similar class to like clenbuterol and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be, it's basically helping you to make weight and stuff. And it's a stimulant as well at the same time. So, it's like, imagine, so you know, like caffeine is a performance enhancer if you take it at high enough doses because it's a stimulant. It's going to increase your um, ability to react, it's going to increase your ability to concentrate and stuff like that. And it's also going to help with your um, weight stripping. And that's going to be a similar type of substance. But anyway, so it's not on wider list because wider list, let's face it, is not complete. It's just not um, comprehensive enough. But it is on the wider list. So he got popped for that. And okay, he's got popped. A lot of athletes enhance. Fair enough. Oh, <laughs> Clem Butrol, where have I heard it before? Um, <laughs> That's what of... Canelo got busted on, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The meat, the meat. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, he got popped. A lot of athletes enhanced. Fair enough. Where, where's the ban? Where, where's the ban? He's not fighting. The fight's off. Whatever. To my surprise, the fight is still on. They're letting the fight go ahead, even though it's been popped for a performance enhancing substance on a VADA program, just because it's not on the WADA list. Do you know how disgusting your organization has to be to continue to sanction a fight of a fighter who has been popped in both the A sample and the B sample for a performance enhancing drug? Can't believe it. All it is is cash because one, Probably part, if he wasn't with Canelo Camp and Eddie Reynoso, I think they would have stopped that fight. I think that's a big part of it. I think they've got their cash cow. They've got to keep that that guy and his camp happy, um, as well as just, I just can't believe it. I'm, I'm gobsmacked. I'm genuinely gobsmacked that this is allowed to happen. So imagine now, if this guy that he's fighting, he gets injured, if he dies. How are you going to justify that? How? Disgusting. Oh, w- WBC, we be crooks. Word to Jide, we be crooks. They are the most disgusting and despicable organization I've ever seen. In, okay, apart from WBA, they're the second. They're the second <laughs> most despicable organization I've ever seen in my life, and they should hang their heads in shame. Mauricio Suleiman, you are a crook, and you are you are absolutely making a dis- your disgrace. Boxing is an absolute disgrace, and there's no way this should happen. Disgusting. Mm. I, I can't even. I, I'm so mad. It actually makes me so angry. Like I just don't know what to say. So that. So is this a um? Just making the topic a bit more broad, right? Um. Obviously, this happened to a fight Oscar Valdez, and we've seen issues within that Eddie Reynoso camp. So, do do, do you think this is something that's heavily going on inside that that camp of um, Eddie Reynoso? Ooh, libel. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got to be careful exactly what we say, but in yeah. my opinion, not just stack. I mean, in lots and lots of camps in boxing, there was performance enhancing drugs, particularly at the highest level. Simple as. Mm. 
Yeah, uh, and it does seem a bit dodgy that... Go on, Naim. Yep. Let's state, let's state the facts, what happened. in So in 2018, Canelo got banned for um, Ken Brutero, and he only got banned for six months, saying there was uh, Mexican meat. And then another stable mate, uh, Julio Cesar Martinez, the WBC super flyweight champion, 2019, he got banned for Ken Brutero. No, he didn't get banned for Ken Brutero. He yeah, tested exactly. positive, but he got nothing. And Why then, did he get nothing? Yeah, because they added Clem Bruch- Clem- uh, Clem- levels. Yeah. yeah. So he was under a certain level. They, so they went after the Canelo, the Canelo clause. They started to allow people to test for a specific amount of Cambuterol. By the way, Cambuterol is only used in fucking horses and fucking bulls. <laughs> one. Because you want them one, because you want to um you want to make as much money off each bull and each cow or whatever Mm-mm-mm. like there's no way hu- that should not be in humans at any mm. level mm. rubbish fucking rubbish <laughs> go on name what, what carry on with the facts and then we have oscar Vada. so that's three people in the space of three stable mates same they're all in the same camp in the space in of three years three years that's tested positive for one ped so it's a wonder what other PDs they might be having going through them. Let me throw in there. They said that Ryan Garcia was they having the mental health issues. He went off because he knew his cycling wasn't quite right. <laughs> is that is that what the conspiracy theory is, right? Conspiracy, yeah. Mm. Apparently he's getting bigger now in camp. So Bruv, <laughs> you, see that you see that picture I posted like six months ago of yeah. him yeah. him and in like in like six months. Uh-huh. When he came when he came back with a beard and a long jaw. So Bruv. when you talk about when you talk about cycles, right? Um, obviously, Leroy, I don't expect you to have all the answers, but um, no, I, 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 what I, would I, a typical cycle look like if you were on this kind of drug? You know, like, is it something that always stays in your system or after a certain amount no, of time? No, no. It just, it just, ele- no, it just leaves. So, Clembuterol will stay in your system for a good number of weeks. Definitely right. a good number of weeks. So, a lot of professional athletes will be doing something like Clembuterol, which will be slightly anabolic and but mainly for fat stripping and weight loss. To try and get the weight off very quickly, um, but maintaining as much of your muscle mass as possible. Then they'll probably be microdosing something like testosterone, um, probably a fast-acting testosterone, um, something that's in and out of your system very quickly to avoid being, um, avoid being, um, basically. Um, sometimes it depends on that. If you're like, I think, I think we lost for two seconds. Like I don't know if that was me. Sorry. I'm not sure where you lost me, but clenbuterol for fat stripping and to lose as much fat-free or fat mass as possible to keep your fat-free mass, which is your muscle and stuff, then like a, a fast-acting testosterone, like testosterone propionate or something like that, that's going to get in and out of your system very quickly. Um, and then you might, like some people like Jerome Miller might be using crazy shit like growth hormone and that. Lord knows why you're using all that type of stuff. Um, <laughs> Maybe Jide yeah. could use some of that. So, so, <laughs> wow, random shot, you know. Um, but... Um, that you know when people's like face grows and that like that's usually either test or gh or something like that so um the test will probably get out of the system relatively quickly and the thing is that can be quite if you do it correctly that can be really hard to actually identify on a test or on, on a drug test but a kombucha roll like i said if you've it depends on what dose you're taking if you're taking like 20 micrograms or, or 20 yeah, mtg or something like that um and it's in and out of your system very quickly fine but if you're banging it out like really trying to lose the weight taking what is it, up to 80, 60 or 80 or something like that. And it's still in your system, like still be in your system. So you can get it wrong. So ideally what you'd want to do is, if, if especially if you know when you're being drug tested, you'd want to come off a certain amount of time to make sure that it's out of your system by the time you're being drug tested. The thing about VADA is 
they will um, they they'll randomly drug test you at any time. So then it's very, very difficult to actually work it out. So what a lot of these people will then do is they'll try and find a new drug, which is not on the list or not very well known. And then um, uh, they're not going to be testing for it because drug testing is very, very specific on what you're actually testing for. But then these people will catch up. They'll eventually find the drug. They'll eventually test for it. And then you'll start to see lots of people get popped for the same thing. That's usually what happens. Mm. Interesting. So I guess we're, we're expecting these things to continue. And with the lack of sanctioning, um, I mean, there's no real deterrent for fighters to no. not do this shit, right? Like this is a real, I mean, this is, this is going to set a precedent though, no? of allowing fighters to get away with murder. Surely. This is the problem. And then on top of it, like I said, it's in, it's money of integrity at the end of the day. People say they will never work with, um, drug you own cheats and so forth so forth i even saw an interview today with eddie hearn basically i knew it god <laughs> i saw that in no, i saw the interview him today yeah. and he was basically inadvertently siding with Wilder, saying um um saying oh as, as far as he knows um, people wouldn't people wouldn't be caught with drugs in their system this close to this close to a fight normally it's early on in the camp so it's a bit weird so he doesn't believe it he's really taking the drugs i'm thinking of course, you would say that. No, is, got- is that is that right though? Is that is that is that just a mistake in the cycle? What 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 would that possibly be? No, so it's just that, right. Listen, he's probably right close to the fight, struggling with weight, so he's wanting to take something that's going to take the weight off him. Right. The thing is, if he's like who knows, eight pounds, nine pounds over, and he's close to the fight, he's like, like we need to extend this, or you don't you don't know what's happening in the camp, for example. Um, and he just got popped. Like the thing is with Vada, it's 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 random testing. You don't know when you're going to get popped. So it, mm. it might have increased the dose, and then the elimination time might not have been got quite right. Um, they might have just taken longer than they wanted to and not stopped it soon enough. There's lots of potential reasons why you could have got caught. They could have done mm. a different test, which um, it's just, I mean, there's lots of different ways you can get caught. Or they could have just known that the WBC wouldn't have done anything anyway and just (laughs) said, fuck it, we'll go along with it. Get the the weight off. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. We won't even try to hide it. We'll just do it. We know they're not going to fucking ban us anyway. Um, Green tea. (laughs) I need some of that green tea. We've got green tea, we've got no spray and Mexican meat. And oh, don't forget wild boar as well from Fury. Like, mate, oh, wow. where are you not finding these special meats? <laughs> <laughs> I need all the meats, every single one. Uh, anyway, um, what else? Right, so we've got names done a very comprehensive list here. I must say, a very comprehensive agenda list. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, keep it in sync. Um, let's talk a little bit about then um, Sky Sports' new competitor, um, Boxer. Um, obviously they announced uh, their roster of fighters this week, no, last week it was um, just general thoughts on the uh, on the competition level really, do you, do you think this is something, you know, are they a, are they a valid uh, you know, piece of competition to, to Eddie and DeZone and, and you know is this is this like a a, a landmark for Sky to be like yo, yeah, look, we're, we're, we're back on the scene um, boxing wise what, what do you guys think? You've got Chris Eubank headlining your stable then it's a bit peak. Yeah. Hey, listen, good, good fighter, man. Good fighter. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you've got Chris Eubank Jr. Yeah, heading headlining your whole like movement. 
Mm. It's very peak. Mm. I mean, there, there is some interesting bits on there, right? So isn't Clarissa Shields signed to Boxer? Yeah. So, yeah. so they're going to make the Savannah Marshall fight. Is that is that that's, that's the pl- that's the play? Right. So that's that's quite big then, no? That's that's quite big for that for that network. That's that's quite a big fight in boxing. So how, Lewis, if you put it on pay per view, how many pay per view buys is that kind of? Big? I mean, yeah. Um, how big is it really? Twenty. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many people. I, I don't know what. Have, have they ever done a um a women's just, fight I'm, I'm, headline I'm, in pay per view? Uh, no, but like Lewis, it's, just, it's not a big fight. Not a big fight, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but if you, I mean, if it was on, I'd watch it. No, I'd watch it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't pay for it, but um, no, but they're I'd not trying to get people to pay for it, though, are they? I'd watch it on the undercard, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but my point is, is 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 a relatively Oh, big fight, no? Comparison point. Um, I don't know. I was just trying to. I was trying to offer an alternative point of no. view. Um, not done a great job of it. Uh, it seems. Um, who else have they signed? Who else, who else have they got? They, they've taken a few from from. Um, I think Lewis Ritson has has gone over. Um, React poor. Um, who else? Is Huey Fury gone over there? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, I guess have people gone over to Boxer because it's like obviously Eddie's camp, Eddie's stable. Sorry, is like you know it's he's got ten NFL teams worth of fighters in his stable, right? So, I guess going over to something like Boxer, they could promise fighters, look, hey, we're gonna make shows around you a bit more. You ain't gonna be, you know, um, you know, fighting third or fourth on a AJ undercard anymore. You're gonna be a headlining act. Um, and I guess that can be quite appealing to some fighters, right? Um, let me ask you guys a question. If you were a mid-level fight in Eddie's stable, would you stick with Eddie or would you go to somewhere like Boxer? Well, it kind of it kind of opens the door, doesn't it? Because if you know there's a new network, that does, well, there's a network that's trying to grow boxing and you get more of a platform, then I can understand why people are jumping across, like... Look at look at the names that jumped over. Some of these guys have been in the show for God knows how long. You got um Reactmore that beat two of the guys that have been fighting each other recently, and he hasn't got a look in. What's going on there? You know, no no one understands that. So I, I completely get why you'd be why you'd be running across over to where where they're probably gonna overpay him as well, just just for the sake of you know him coming across as well. Yeah, I'll do that. it kind of makes sense. But if you're like for example, um Campbell Hatton. Oh, you're absolutely not going nowhere because mm. the back is behind you with with um, Eddie. So yeah. So if you if you're maybe feeling a bit outcasted or a bit on the periphery, yeah. this is a, this is a good move for you to make over to boxer yeah, and sure. you know maybe become you know I, I guess it is it's a good opportunity for people to someone like Huey Fury. I know who's he fighting? Is he fighting Christian Hammer? Is that correct? Yeah. That that's confirmed, is it? I think so yeah. Yeah. I mean confirmed. yeah. I was about to make a point that someone like Huey Fury could really go off and like make a name for himself, but yeah, um, ain't nobody shooting into Huey Fury against Christian Hammer. That's not exactly an appealing fight, is it? Um, what what do what do what does a network like um, Sky Sports now have to do in order to compete with you know Eddie and Dazone? Like, is it as simple as just you know signing a superstar? Can they get their hands on a superstar to like like what you know AJ kind of fell into Eddie's hands? They you know who else was he going to sign with? Frank Warren, doubt it. Um, 
you know, I think Eddie got kind of blessed with Sky that he always got the, the pick of the best talent. So, you know, is it just a case that, you know, Boxer can now, you know, recruit some of the young, the young hitters like uh, from the Olympics and, and, and build the same kind of thing that Eddie has done that Eddie did do with Sky previously? That's a good shot to be fair. You, you, they should probably be going guns blazing for that like Ben Whitaker, for example. In, but then I don't think I feel like he's kind of aligning himself with, with, with Eddie, isn't he? But that's not a bad idea. But I like what Chris is saying here. But essentially just putting on fighters that you know are fan fan friendly and more um appeal to the casual more so than than the te- the technical great fighters that, you know, like you got We've got guys like the um, is a really good example. That's his fan friend. He's not. He's never the boring fight. So yeah, you're more likely to get good viewers in as well, and you're not you're not worried about the pay per view model as well. So that makes a lot of sense. Got you. And 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 what's your guys' thoughts on? Um, I forgot the geezer's name now. The guy who's going to be not the face, but I'm not too I'm not too sure what his role is actually. The, the new Eddie Hearn. Um, oh um no 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 let me go into this one because i need to touch on it like, go on, go on. good point i agree with um chris's point um chris andre's point about um appealing to the casual because that that's got to be the market they appeal to because people are going to have sky sports uh, there's lots of casuals it's going to be in lots of houses appealing to people show loads of knockouts lots of exciting fighters i agree but so that eddie interview that that eddie interview is saying you can't replace me he's he's right He's right. <laughs> he, he's right. They can't place him. And they said they're not really going to have a front man. They're going to make it about the boxers. And that interview was really interesting because I'm like, Eddie works like a dog. He chats mm. shit, but he's there in your face chatting shit so you know the fight's happening and you're going to tune in. He does hours and hours and hours of media, IFL TV, boxing, social, this, that, this, that, because he is building the fight. He is... The voice. So people say it's about Eddie, but the whole point is, what better way to market fighters by than being a celebrity yourself? There's no better way. Having clout yourself. Like, that's the best way to be. So in my opinion, the Sky's model now of not having a front man or not having someone who's the face is completely wrong. It's completely wrong. You need to have someone who is the face. You need to have someone who has charisma in a similar way to Eddie. And in my opinion... Like him or lump him, I think Spencer Fearon is a good option because he will chat shit, he will keep talking, he's brash, he's 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 outgoing, he's outspoken, he'll speak his mind. He will give IFL and all them, he'll get clicks. He'll, he'll get clicks, like him or lump him, what you say. So if you're getting someone who's gonna you're gonna trot out in front of the media to do the rounds, to sell fights, to build up fighters, to build them up, even if it's wrongly. I think Spencer Fearon is a good man. I, if I was Sky, I would be reaching out to Spencer Fearon if there's not obviously no beef between them from whatever they've fallen out they've had and saying, look, can you can you come in and be our, be our trumpet, basically? But do, do, do you think that's going to be a bit of an issue because he's a land with MTK? So pretty much with BT as well. Yeah, yeah, true. Like, that could be a problem. I'm at the end. Yeah, I really also, think. don't you think, like, no, no offence to Spencer Fearon, like, don't you think he's a bit of a... I feel like Sky kind of see him as a bit of a liability. Why? Why? Because he's. I used to listen to Spencer Fearon on the um, the Sky Sports Toe to Toe boxing podcast all the time, and I just got the feeling that they always had to have a host on that would reel him in a little bit. Um, that they kind of had to coach him 
what to say and what to not say. I could be completely wrong, but that was that was the um the impression I got listening to that production, listening to that podcast, was I felt like they always had to try and reel him in. And maybe they felt like he was a bit of a liability, maybe with some of the things he would say. Mm. Um you know, just the same things that could get him in trouble. Number one, business wise, maybe not the, the most savvy person. I'm not too sure. I don't know his business credentials. I'm just going on perception alone. Mm. Um, I just wonder if maybe someone like him would that they they would fear it being too too much of a liability. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, the only reason I was saying it, I don't really know any of the background. I just think they need someone. They need someone in that role who's going to be the big. Who's going to be a focal point? Who's going to be a celebrity in themselves? Who's going to be a big vocal mouthpiece for the platform? And they need to be charismatic. They need to draw in followers themselves. They need to basically be able to be their own celebrity and build it from mm. there. Mm, 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 mm. That's a big part of Matrim. Eddie is Matrim. Yeah. No, you're, think, you're, you're right. Go on, name. I think they should sign um, Golden Boy because Golden Boy aren't uh, renewing with Dizone. Sign Golden Boy and then let uh, Oscar De La Hoya sniff as many lines of coke before going on TV. <laughs> La- live on Sky. Live on Sky. Okay. Get Martin Tyler. Do that. That'll get views. Oscar's done, isn't he? Like, he's 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 definitely lost his head, man. I feel like <laughs> Richard Schaefer basically was Golden Boy. And when Richard Schaefer stepped back, you just watched Golden Boy basically go down the toilet. Mm, 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 mm. What's happened to Triller? Is that is are they still be, yeah, uh, like what? That they they, what they what? Sorry, they got a card this week. Uh, they signed to me checks and not cash. Mm. <laughs> That's what happened to Triller. They are. So, what's what's the Triller card this week? Holyfield versus. The oh Lemonade right, Party. yeah, cool. So, but the, so Triller are going down this whole kind of uh, legend fights, right? Like ma- masters boxing. Well, they, uh, they wanted to with game. Mike, but Mike left to do his own one because he didn't. He, did, he said he didn't get paid enough from Triller after, and then he wants to now sort out his on his own. And now Triller sort of in that space where because they've lost also Jake Paul because he's gone to Showtime. They're yeah. trying to get like a marquee star, but they can't get that at the moment because like no one wants to sign with them. Even Tiafimo Lopez, they yeah. can't get that fight done. No, it's done. It's done. It's they're fighting on the, on the it's Tuesday. On the Tuesday. <laughs> Fucking hell, bro. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think there's like a market for like legend fights? Um, yeah. You know, like we've seen in football, like, you know, le- do you remember Masters football that used to yeah. come on Sky Sports? <laughs> I don't know why they stopped that. I always really enjoyed it and I used to enjoy funny. going to it as well. I thought it was, I, I thought it was really poorly promoted. And if they had really put some money behind it and got some like, you know, imagine like the old legends of all the teams coming together. Like, a, you know, if you did one today, you'd have Patrick Vieira for Arsenal, Thierry Henry for Arsenal, Man United. Would have Imagine how sick that would be. Oh, you'd have to, you just need someone to put money behind it. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't matter if it's an exhibition or whatnot. People, I would pay to watch that shit. Do, do you think there is a market for it with, with boxing maybe to see? I think boxing is obviously a bit different because obviously people could get really hurt. Right. And no one wants to see someone who's been punched in the head for their whole career then go take another fight whilst they're 50 years old and get punched in the head even even more so are you you know where do you stand with like these these fights that Triller are trying to make like these Amanda Holyfield and Victor Belfort fights I'm totally against it I don't Mm. I don't want to see it because these guys that are actually signing up they're not signing up because they love boxing they're signing up because they need they need dollar that's it like as far as I'm concerned when you watch like 
I watched the match um, Tyson Roy Jones a couple of days late, like way later than when it was first aired. And there was literally two old men basically having a bit of a barbecue swing at. Like, it was like, what the fuck is this? And then you got Tyson who seemed way more on it. But then Roy Jones was literally a crippled man. He could that can't even walk normally, like on a normal day. Like, he, he basically, like, it's like his legs are stiff or something. I don't know what's going on with him, but what are you doing in the ring trying to fight? Like at your age, then you're gonna have, then you're gonna try and push that scene. Now you've got Holyfield stepping in for De La Hoya. What the hell? What what, what is the one coming to you that Holyfield is stepping in for De La Hoya? <laughs> it's crazy. It's actually crack. And the thing is, it just when you get to that age, it's not advisable to take. I mean, it's not advisable to take punches in the head at any age. But to <laughs> no. take, take punches in the head at that age is absolutely mental. Mental, like, but the money must be good, man. Yeah, the money is good. I mean, people are doing whatever they're doing, but it's it's, it's not good to see, and it's not great for their health. And just yeah, man, leave it out, please. I just, I just think it's I think it's ridiculous. But mm. we're, we're talking about Pacquiao. Pacquiao's old. He's do you got these guys with how much age on on Pacquiao? Mm. Leave, man, leave it alone. <laughs> I agree with Nero and Sabs, but the thing is the money's there like you know the mike tyson roy jones fight that pulled in 1.2 million pay-per-view buys so like that's insane yeah. it's the, like the business is there people will still watch as long as it's a big name people will still watch it i think it'll be short term because a lot of these names as much as they're like you know um they're big old names and so forth so forth once you see them i don't think you can see it again like okay we saw my Tyson. we all saw my Tyson um training and get back in shape and so forth mm-hmm. and I was like, okay yeah you're old yeah, I, I think th- th- this is my thing as well. Is I think cool. It's a good, um, it's it's a good idea. Like in terms of you know, all right, yeah, let's get these old old guys back in the ring. But I think the content still matters. I think the the actual product itself still matters. And I think as a gimmick, it's cool to have yeah. like Mike Tyson come back, Roy Jones come back, you know, uh, Evander Holyfield, Oscar De La Hoya, Mayweather. It's good. And and the same, and the, I think the same thing applies to the YouTube shit as well. It's good gimmicks. But when the product is whack and people start realizing that it's like, just like a bit WWE or, you know, you know there's nothing really on the line. No value. You know, yeah. There's no value in it really. You know, there's no belts. There's, you know, it's just a, a payday for everyone, essentially. Um, I think the interest on in these fights will, will dwindle, really. Uh, but I could be wrong about that. Um, you know, I might, you know, I might be downplaying the, stupid, the stupidity of humanity. But um, personally, I think once the, the gimmick effect is, is done, I, I don't really see why people would co- continue to watch, you know, these old exhibition fights, yeah. personally. Um <laughs> That's literally no in the head for me. That like someone was talking about, oh yeah, someone can get me with a Pacquiao again. I was like, I would not want. To Why would you even want to watch that? The I first fight was fucking yeah. awful. Why would I want to watch that when they're the first fight back? Yeah. Why the hell would I want to watch that again with them aged further? Fuck that. Yeah, no, no, no. I I completely agree. Um, just before we wrap things up, I want to bring it back to the domestic scene. Um, Ansi Yards, Lyndon Arthur, maybe. Um, I don't know, maybe called off um, in jeopardy. Um, bit weird, though, because, you know, they, you know, uh, BT announced the fight straight after Anthony's win. Um, only to then a week later, it's now come out that, OK, the, the fight isn't signed. It's, 
what the hell is that? Why would you announce a fight that hasn't been signed? I, where, where the terms have not been agreed. Like, what kind of monumental fuck-up is that? Unless I've missed something. You know, sh- surely that's a monumental fuck-up. It's not, it's, not, it's not really necessarily new now, is it? We've seen that. What, incompetence? Yeah, we've seen that quite a few times this year alone, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you guys have you guys heard of what the you know the, the potential stumbling blocks are? Any 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 theories out there? Yeah, Arthur's running from the grind. I can't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I I have some sympathy for Arthur. I really do because I feel like once you've beaten Antiard, you've you were that, you were a heavy underdog in that fight. Um, I think you know once you've won that fight, you should reap the rewards. You probably wasn't paid well for that fight. Um, so I do feel like you should reap the rewards. And if he is feeling that he's been let down a bit by Frank and um, um, yeah, yeah, by, by Frank Warren, sorry. I, I do understand why he would be asking for a lot of money for this fight, because number one, we can all talk about whether Lyndon believes he wins this fight. In my opinion, I think he's a bit, he's, he's a realist, right? Whether you like that or not, I think Lyndon Arthur is a realist. He's very humble and um, I think he probably thinks, you know what? There is a possibility I lose this fight. And you know what? I don't have the brand. I don't have the the status behind me to bounce back. I could be going back to being a relative nobody if I lose this fight. So you need to pay me. You didn't pay me after I beat Anthony you, you, you You promised me to get this fight, that fight, this fight. You know, you, you didn't pull through. So now pay me. I want to be the A-side of this fight. Fight. I want to be duly compensated, and um, you know, I don't want you to take the piss out of me. Essentially, so I kind of understand if Lyndon is holding this fight up because he wants more money and he feels be- feels like he's being violated. Obviously, I don't know the terms and conditions of this thing. Lyndon could be asking for a ridiculous amount of money that is completely unfathomable. But part of me doesn't think that. I I, I think. I think he's probably being quite reasonable and we all know Frank's allegiances lie with Anthony and that's his, you know, that's, that's his, uh, that's his star, right? He's, he's going to do everything he can to, you know, um, um, you know, milk the rewards out of Anthony. So he's, he's not going to focus as much on Lyndon. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, if he is asking for the piece, I think personally, I think they should give it to him. You know, I think Anthony needs it. Go and win this fight. Short-term L for a potentially huge upside. Once you beat Lyndon Arthur, this opens up everything for you. Boatsy fight still on. World world title fight still on. You can go on and make several huge paydays now. Yeah, and and that's you if you just take a short-term L here. Uh, what do you guys think of um um of my comments on that? Sorry, ranting. Rambling on, I hear that, but I think he's just capping. I think he just doesn't want the fight. He seems okay. like he, like I feel like his his um team wants to stay as far away from that rematch as possible, and mm. they probably find an angle in terms of, oh, we're not being compensated well enough now to say, yeah, we, we want to be compensated more as more of a cop out to avoid and delay the inevitable. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Leroy, name any thoughts? I- I feel like um, Lyndon, he should have fought someone like uh, Callum Johnson after Anthony Yard. Mm. I think that would have been a big name in it, a big fight. You know, the guy that dropped Peterbiev, get him out of there if you can. 
because like he fought that Italian guy and that was it and now it's just rematch. Nobody, right? But, yeah, it's, it's a common theme that this year. Like we're just not getting the fights that we want. And yeah, it's, it's been it's been, stuff, been it? this year to be honest with you. Like, it's been mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. like you said, it's been a crap year for boxing. Hopefully, we can get this fight over the line because people on a domestic level, people want to see this fight. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a big fight domestically, right? Um, it's and it's a huge fight for both fighters, um, and and their careers. Um, obviously, we've spoke last week about who we think we would win, and you know, my thoughts on that hasn't changed. I still think Anthony stops him. Um, actually, Sam, she went on last week, were you? No, I was. I said, um, we, we, okay, yeah, I say stops yeah. him. Who wasn't on last week? Leroy. What's your thoughts on the Arthur Yard fight? Um, it's a difficult one, really. Like, I, like I say, I've got sympathies with uh, Arthur. I can see he's, I can see he's trying to maximise his um, his income. But at the end of the day, if I was Frank, I'd be like, "Dude, you got to fight him straight up, or, 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 or oh, I'm dropping you." Like, oh, that's pretty much it. So, if he's, is he going to run to Eddie? Is Eddie really going to want him? He might do. I, I he think he would. Be like, if I was Eddie, I'd be like, yeah, you're fine, Bratsy. I felt so <laughs> <the same. laughs> So it's like, where, where's he really But at least he'll get paid for it, though. This is, I think this is the thing with Arthur. I think he'll take these fights, but he needs to be paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, um, I, and Frank Warren, let's face it, he's got a, a history of low-balling fighters, even exactly. fighters he promotes. It, maybe. That's, that might be true, but what's his commercial value really and truly? Because the thing is, you can't expect Frank Warren to do his balls and do his conquers every fight. Like, so you can't just expect him to keep forking out, forking out, forking out, profit him. Yeah, so it is what it is. He's probably think, look, this is your value in the fight. You're not the value man. Take it or leave it. Otherwise, like, I'm going to probably freeze you out. And, and Arthur's got to believe in it. The thing is, what upsets me is I feel that Arthur has, I mean, he's shown it already, a perfect style to beat Yard. A perfect style. If he, especially if he lets his hands go a little bit more, a little bit more pop, I still think Yard will struggle with him. I don't, everyone thinks what Yard's going to just come in and knock him out. I feel if, if he believes in himself, I think he's got a style that can beat Anthony Yard. My problem That's is what? that guy does not look like he believes himself, in my opinion. He doesn't look it. So he's probably going to get knocked out. But that's what he you're saying he needs Sonny yeah. Edwards to, to believe in him for himself. <laughs> he doesn't believe it, he doesn't like he, he fights so negatively. Mm. Like, he I feel like he must have some bad days and spar on something because he fights like he doesn't like he knows that, yeah, knockouts around the corner. Mm. So he just he was just so shook. Like, he could have he could have he could have won that fight, yeah, which was a, a very low output fight and looked a lot more dominating without having to do that much because of how low the apple was you think i'm mm. saying so he lost a close decision of a boring fight and basically he has walked around like yeah i beat him i want to move on like mate they're taking a piss mm. he won yeah so he won the fight mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in a very close like people call it close but whatever but it was a low apple fight regardless in a, Non, non, a very low exchanging punched fight. Like there wasn't much going on, so yeah. we just made the decision. But mate, it, it wasn't a convincing win. Like you didn't go in there and dominate and in the yard and say, "Yeah, I'm, I've got a better of you." Mm. Hence why everyone's like, "Okay, once we get, once we see the rematch, we're expecting yard to pop off the way he normally does and yeah. take you out because you had your best opportunity to do so and you didn't do much." Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Cool. All right, let's uh, let's end on Dillian White. Um, 
potentially fighting Chris Ariola. Is that fight we're particularly interested in? Not me, not really, mate. Uh, not really. I mean, commercial special. What what is this fight for? What I'm I'm kind of losing track of Dillian White's career right now. Is it? This isn't for a world title, right? This is this is not. This yeah, is yeah, just it's, it's for the matching belt. Commercial. commercial. <laughs> <laughs> go in there, get, knock him out, then go and call out everyone under the sun, and then we'll <laughs> Everyone's gonna say, yeah, 855 days. Why is Dillian being done dirty like this, man? When when's this opportunity gonna come? Never. It's him. It's his, it's his own choice as well, though. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's part of his own problem. Why why is it part of his own problem? What's uh because he chose the route he chose? Mm. Mm. Boy. And this is what it is. Wow. This first happening because another one for Weeby Weeby Cooks. Status of his. <laughs> 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 Adil says if if Ariola fought White in my garden, I'll close my guard curtains and go sleep. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, yeah, the, thing, the thing is with this um the, with this Ariola fight is I feel like it goes back to these dealing with White fights we've seen before where he looked really shit and. Yeah. I don't want you to go back to looking shit again and maybe some maybe one maybe you might lose it because you you know you're not motivated for the fight you're not looking great um I don't want you to lose a fight against Ariola I right, mean Charles Martin Yeah I I would rather you fight someone like Charles Martin personally Chris Ariola that name stinks <laughs> The name stinks like it's such a it, I just yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what the thinking is behind that fight. At least we'll get build up and that. Why? Why would it get build up though? No, I mean, I mean, with thingy with um Charles with Martin. Martin. Yeah, we'll get some like they'll be chatting bare shit in that. Like, why mm. it's not going to wake up for Ariola as well? That's the that's where you're coming from, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This is this is what I'm thinking. I just me personally, I don't I don't understand that fight. Um, I'd much rather him, you know, uh, like a um, what's the the, the the American prospect they're talking about Dillian White fighting. Um Hunter. Not Hunter. There's another one. I forgot. I forgot. Anyway. Huh? Trevor Bryan. No. Is he a pro No, not a prospect. There's a there's a young one. There's a, there's a young American out there who they're talking about Dillian fighting, but well, I'll, 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 next week I'll remember and I'll bring it up again. Next week, <laughs> it just shows the state the state of American boxing that we're all boxing fans and there's a prospect that heavyweight and none of us can mention. Oh, don't, don't know his name. Yeah, no idea, no idea. Anyway, on that note, on that note, um, we we we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, look, guys, I know we fucked up, right? We did say we'll be back on uh, Sunday. <laughs> it, it, today is not Sunday; it's Monday, and we record it. I'm gonna. Tr- we're gonna. We- <laughs> Listen, we we might record on Sunday, right? We but we may record on Monday. Um, we'll try and get we'll try and let you know. But guys, are we doing it Sunday or Monday? I don't, I, what what day are we doing? Jermaine Franklin, there we go. Jermaine Franklin, Militant three hundred. Jermaine Franklin. I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing that fight. Yeah, that's the guy I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll let you know. Um, but in the meantime, leave us a review on iTunes. Share the pod, please. Tell tell your friends. If you know if you you know someone who likes boxing, 
tell your friends about us. Yeah, tell your friends. You know, it's, it's a good good boxing show that either comes on a Sunday or a Monday, maybe even a Thursday. You know, it, we don't know. It's luck of the draw. But um, yeah, there's is a good. Just tell them to keep an eye on the YouTube, and you might get really uh, golf course like WBC. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So listen, do all them things, and one thing is for certain: we'll be back next week anyway. So um, take it easy, guys. Peace. See you. Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis. Nice one, guys. I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this I, seven I or eight seconds for this fight? I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their floor. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Saying now, Mike, Mike. Sports Social Podcast Network.